Welcome to the Becker's AST podcast. My name is Alan Condon, and I'm a writer reporter at Becker's Healthcare. I'm joined today by Fawn Esserlitz, Executive Director of the Surgery Centre in Franklin, Wisconsin. It's a pleasure to have you join us today, Fawn. Could you please introduce yourself and share a little bit about your background? Great. Thanks. It's, it's good to be here. So I'm the Executive Director at the Surgery Center, LLC. We're located, we're a suburb in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. We're a multi-specialty surgery center, so we do pain clinic, GI, and we also do operating room procedures like orthopedic, ENT, plastics, urology. We run the gamut, and I'd say pre-COVID, we were doing close to 7,000 cases a year. And I've been running the center now, I would say, past five years, but I, I started here about 15 years ago in a nursing role. So okay, I've, I've grown up with the facility. Okay, fantastic. Well, to kick things off, can you tell me a little bit about where your ASC is today and how it has changed since the pandemic began? Today, I, I call it our COVID state. We have a lot of policies and procedures that we've put into place that reflect what we're doing in light of the pandemic. I would say we're about 75% of our our caseload where we were pre-COVID. I don't think that we are able to increase that just yet. And mostly that's because of all of the changes. I think it's because of the unknown. We're not really sure how this is going to look. We're not sure if there's this herd immunity where people actually develop some immunity to it once they have it. We're not sure if this is going to continue to spread through the summer or if there's a resurgence. So... I think we're still kind of on our toes trying to figure out what, you know, we are, we're going to be anticipating. And at this point, there's there's no end in sight. We're we're getting used to being unfamiliar. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Of course, it's still kind of very much up in the air at the moment. And I, I'm wondering in an ideal scenario, where do you where would you like your ASC to be in the next 18 to 24 months? I'd be curious to hear your thoughts on what you see being different then and what will also be the same. I think we're still going to be providing the same high level of exceptional care that you couldn't necessarily get in a hospital. That that won't change. We're a smaller facility. We're really able to concentrate on things like infection control. We're able to look at our patients under the microscope a little bit easier and I guess cherry pick, if you will, a healthier population to begin with that can come to an ASC or or have outpatient. So I think that what we're able to do and what we've always been able to do that's different than the hospital, that's, that's not gonna change. We're still able to offer a more affordable care for the same procedure as a hospital, but I think we can do it more efficiently, more effectively, safer, and I think we have a more we have much more positive staff that aren't you know stuck in that same 
institution institutionalized i guess sort of setting where there's the morale is a little bit lower so that's definitely the same different i think what's different is how we have our services set up or what's expected of our staff we are now running a covid testing center we are now screening patients beforehand. We're looking at how we utilize items differently. And I think that's forever changed the industry in, and materials. We're looking at our supply chain so much differently now, how we, how we acquire all of our items because of the shortages, um, how we use them. You know, for the longest time, it was everything's disposable. You use it one time, you throw it out. And now it's like we're in a shortage. We have to reuse. And we're not finding infections increasing by reusing. Mm -hmm. yeah, of course. And, and obviously, there's a lot of health experts talking about the potential for that second wave of COVID-19 in the fall. I know you touched on it a little bit there in terms of uh, the supply chain and COVID testing, but I'm wondering if you could tell me a little bit more, are there any additional preparations you're making for that potential second surge later this year? Well, the first preparations that we're making are financial. Mm -hmm. We are a for-profit center and we're usually able to provide the surgeons who are also owners with distributions and now we're not doing that. They haven't been collecting a paycheck for some time. And what we're trying to do is put a little nest egg aside so that in the event there is a second surge and we would have to close, that we would actually be financially stable or able to withstand another closing. I think this the first surge that we had and having to shut down operations for the seven weeks, I mean, that's detrimental, you know, financially to the employees and the physicians and obviously the health of our patients. So we're, we're financially preparing and um, we're also, we have to stockpile. I hate to say it because we really, we try to, you know, stay away from that approach, but we are stockpiling. If we can get our hands on PPE, we're taking it. And if we don't use it, we're keeping it on the shelf in the event that we get a surge, we're able to keep the safety of our staff and our patients. And then from an economic standpoint, how much does that seven week period really impact um, the standing. I mean, is that going to have a significant impact on future expansion plans and growth initiatives in the future? Or um, is this, do you expect to be back on track in, uh, in late 2021? I hope that we're back on track in late 2021. I think that it really is, it's temporary at this point because everyone needs surgery. Everyone needs health care. So I think, you know, we're going to be able to make it financially. There's always going to be some income coming in because there's always patient care. I think what may be different is how many staff members that we have 
um, you know, what our payroll, what we're able, what kind of procedures we're able to do if we're, you know, we're going to look at reimbursements a little bit differently. There might be procedures that we no longer do because we just don't make enough money to sustain. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure if I answered your question, but. No, no, absolutely. Yeah, that makes sense. And in, in terms of staffing, um, is that the biggest challenge you're seeing in, in that in that area today, just from a from an economic standpoint? Yes, staffing has been difficult all around, and we've had staff um, out because they've had to quarantine for 14 days um, because maybe they've come in contact with someone or had someone in the household that's COVID positive. We've, we have uh, staff that maybe had pre-planned vacations or we just don't have enough procedures on that day to require all the staff. Our, our staffing model is every day is different. We are ebbing and flowing as much as we can, but it, it's been difficult. Mm -hmm. And uh, I'm curious, how are you seeing, um, how are you thinking about growth and physician recruitment at the moment? Do you do you see um, the surgery center onboarding physicians um, this year or into, into early next year? No, I don't. And that's mostly because if we did a valuation of the center, it's significantly different. It's, you know, our revenue has been impacted. So mm -hmm. the value of, of a share is going to be very different this year and next year. So if they look at their return on investment, you know, it, they a newer surgeon might think, wow, it's going to take me, you know, 10 years to recoup what I bought the shares for. And I, I'd like to say we'll be around in 10 years, but there's so many changes. And I think we're just trying to grow and, and make the best choice possible, but I don't know what, we've got options. Mm -hmm. and, and finally, Son, especially you're in a fantastic position to shed some light on this. For someone who's been at the organization for 15 years, could you just tell me a little bit about the, the culture at your organization? So the culture that we've tried to maintain is positive patients First, we're trying to provide a patient experience because if the patient has a great experience, if they feel like they're supported, they're going to want to come back here or they're going to tell their family member or friend they're going to recommend this place to someone else. So we really, really instill that with our staff that you, you have to be positive and you have to provide that patient with the best care possible otherwise there's really this isn't the place for you absolutely well i'd just like to thank you so much again for sharing your insights today and thank you for joining us on the becker's asc podcast of course thank you